there was one part of the book where you talked about that, where it's almost like the more joyful you get, the harder it is for people to relate to you. Um, This was actually closer to the end. And I thought this was so profound. And it was even just like a sentence, but a paragraph in itself. So I'd love to dig into that and how you know, people have changed in response to you to being super happy. Yeah. We love suffering women in this culture. 100%. We want our women to be humble and messy and sad. And um, it's really something, you know, I started noticing it. Yeah. Just like you said, right after I met Abby and then I don't know, you know, it's, it wasn't about... I'm sure some of it was about being like truly in love for the first time, but I think a lot of it was just not just owning it all for the first time. I mean, I had, I announced my um, marriage to Abby and my being in love with Abby, um, which was also kind of a, it was a coming out too. um, Although I never really saw it that way. I announced that we were in love and then people were like, Oh my God, you're coming out was so beautiful. And I was like, Holy shit. (laughs) I just come out. (laughs) You're like, add that to the resume. Dual party. Yeah. 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 Um, But I think it was just sort of like not having any shame or secrets or anything anymore. It was just like this fearlessness. And I went through that right as I was launching a book that was largely touted as a marriage redemption story. So, uh, mm mm-hmm. So I had to, I didn't have to, I demanded to announce my divorce um, weeks before Love Warrior came out, which was a terrifying experience because um, my entire team, because so many people were invested in that book. You know, it was supposed to be the biggest book of the year and it was already an Oprah book club pick and the tagline for it, which I didn't pick, uh, it's an epic marriage redemption story. So, so for me to say real quick, before the book comes out, I'm just going to real quick get divorced. And um, just also, I'm in love with a female Olympian. It was like a big, I had a very, um, a career that was largely based on a traditional family and a largely faith-based community. So they were sure that, you know, over and over again, I heard your career will be over, which of course is never true. When you tell the truth, the truth just always stands up. You know, I mean, people respect it. They don't expect their writers to be perfect. They just expect them to be honest. But it was a firestorm. It was a shit show for a while. You know, I mean, entire de- religious denominations were writing takedown pieces, like kicking me out of their denomination, you know, which was hilarious because I wasn't even part of their de- denomination. Totally. <laughs> right? Like, I felt like that episode of, of Seinfeld where Kramer's like, you can't fire me. I don't even work here. Yeah, like, so so <laughs> so I never crazy. signed up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know, like making it through that and realizing, you know, sometimes when you're a woman, you think, oh, criticism is the end of the world. Like people not liking me is the end of the world. Everyone has to like me. So to see so many people hate me and survive it, it just gave me this like fearlessness, which is I think what people started to see in me. And I started to notice I'd be at speaking engagements and without fail, somebody would stand up at the end during the Q&A and say something like this. It would be like, you know, I just used to relate to you so much. Um, you know, when you talked so much about pain and, and your suffering and, 
And now, you know, since you've been with Abby and since you're just lately, I just find it harder and harder to relate to you. Like your job is to relate to them. (laughs) (laughs) But like, but it was always, you know, I I didn't, I wasn't angry about it. It it was just like they they were showing, they were saying, they hadn't identified yet the thing that I know is true, which is they they thought it was personal. They thought it was personal about them and personal about me. But that shit is never personal. That mm. is our conditioning, right? That is, um, you know, every study that's been done about the more successful and the more bold and the more certain and the more powerful a man becomes, the more people like and trust him. And just like a complete opposite bell curve, the more successful, powerful, bold a woman becomes, the less people like and trust her, Right. So, so yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, I, I hear it and see it all the time. You guys do too. It's just like you, the way you hear it is you, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. It's just something I don't like. I don't know. I just don't like her. I just don't like her. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. what it is. It's internalized misogyny. <laughs> it's what it is, right? Um, and, and I get it. It's our conditioning and it's not our fault that it was planted in us, but it is certainly our responsibility to, to recognize it when we see it in ourselves. It happens to me all the time. Yeah. I, I, I do it. I was, uh, at a soccer game. I put the story in the book. I was at one of my kids' soccer games and all the soccer moms, my friends, the soccer moms on the sidelines were just getting pissy about this girl on the other team. They just didn't like her. Just rolling their eyes, just and I and then I started to do it, not outward, only inward, because <laughs> I hide my shit. <laughs> and it was because she was like so full of herself. She was first of all, she was so good. She was so good at the soccer, and she was on the other team. Okay, and she was just like kicking the balls in the goal, like it didn't even wasn't even hard for her. Just walking around like she owned the place. And my, our first reaction is, who the hell does she think she is? Mm. And it's just so she was 12. A young icon doing what she's supposed to do. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is so ingrained in us. And, you know, when you were telling that story before, just it made me think about, you know, as you, you kind of came more into yourself, as we as women come more into ourselves, it's like society or our friends see us going farther away from ourselves. But it's really just that that old version of us that we're kind of moving on from and growing out of. And so it's like this dichotomy that causes so much pain and friction when, mm-hmm. you know, I think in our most intimate relationships as people see us and witness our evolution. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.